This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. And welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture and Fandom News. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and I have a packed panel this week. Friday, we are going to be talking about Yellow Jackets. Spoilers galore. So you have, since this is dropping Wednesday, you have two days, basically, to get caught up. <laughs> you can do it. I have faith in you. Uh, that's just 20 hours or so of, you know, TV. You can do it. 19 that's even easier oh yeah that, yeah yeah i guess just that that is don't true, sleep yeah. is my suggestion <laughs> don't sleep just don't sleep yes but i have a great panel with me i have this is the closest alphabet we've had with carla in i think forever i don't know i mean i know one time carla was on a panel with angela so that's the only time i think that carla hasn't gone first <laughs> No, when Bex has been on. Oh, yeah. Duh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't even do the alphabet. But because Carla, co-host of Bedwetter Behead, is here. And so is Chrissy. So you're just like, I mean, I know A and R are just like right next to each other. I understand that. But it's still pretty close. So Chrissy hasn't been on. We just decided. Just decided. We just decided. We determined Chrissy hasn't been on since Ratchet last year. Uh, so that was over a year ago. So I'm very happy to have you back, Chrissy. Chrissy has been on some of our trivia events. Like Chrissy was on a night of our, um, horror trivia event. So yes. So welcome Chrissy. And then of course my lovely podcast brain twin, Jen from my streaming bubble and my co-host from our upcoming podcast, twin it to win it is here as well so yay, yay. Hello. <laughs> hello and it hasn't been as long for jen it's been a it's been about a month or so or yeah something something i don't know or something that like that. that yeah sounds great <laughs> that works for jen <laughs> <laughs> but i'm happy to have all of you here this week with me so we are going to start like we always start all our wednesday episodes and i'm going to ask my lovely panel what they are into right now in pop culture. So Carla, or fandom, what are you into right now? Okay, so I was not on last week, so I didn't get to talk about the Muscles and Mayhem documentary about American Gladiators, which is a must-watch if you're a child of the like 80s and 90s who grew up watching American Gladiators. You should totally, oh my gosh, you'll, you'll come away so angry at what 
the entertainment industry does to keep all the money and keep the people who are making them the money from getting money. Uh, but this week, what I'm here to talk to you about is actually the movie, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster, which I watched, um, a friend of mine sent me the trailer and I was like, this looks very interesting. And then I I, um, I actually just bought it on Vudu because I was like, you know what, whatever. I didn't go to the movies. This will be like going to the movie style money. It is so good. It is so good. And it's, um, okay, it's very gory. So if you don't do gore, maybe stay away from this one. But it's a very fresh take on the Frankenstein tale because it is, you know, the essentials are there. You have like the quote unquote mad scientist. You have the idea of um, giving life to a a non-living assembly of body parts. And you have the what happens after the monster comes to life and how it becomes a monster and all of that. But it's set in um, in a neighborhood that's uh, it's a black neighborhood, and the the parallel between the Frankenstein story and the story of this girl is just the word monster, and how if you call somebody something when they're growing up, they'll think this is who I am, and then they you know kind of grow accordingly. So if you have a family growing up in a violent, you know, crime-ridden area, then there's a very strong possibility that the children growing up in that will think, especially if they're constantly being told, you know, you're criminals, you're no good, you're this, you're that. This is the idea that they will shape up themselves. So her brother, and I'm not giving away anything by saying this, is this. they tell you this in like the first five minutes of the movie. Um, her older brother, uh, well, first of all, her, her, mother, her mother dies tragically, and then her older brother then you know he starts running with a gang and then he dies tragically and you see her then you see this girl like pulling him off off screen and then stuff ensues and that's when the the frankenstein um part starts being woven into this but it has so much heart like it's it's really hard to not get attached to these characters and to the and to the story and um, and there are a lot of times when it's it, it becomes a bit heavy-handed like they, it, there's not a lot of nuance in the story but it's still somehow exceptionally good the acting is beyond phenomenal like the the the, the acting in this movie should be talked about in award season but of course it won't be because it's a smaller movie it's uh, pretty much all black cast and it's a horror movie. So it has like already three X's against it. But I highly encourage people to to check this out. It's um, It was briefly in theaters. Right now it's available to rent or to own on Vudu, Prime, what else, YouTube. It's a Shudder movie, but I don't know if it's on Shudder. So I don't know, but look for it. And I'm telling you, if you're, if you like horror and you don't mind gore, you're going to be talking about this for for weeks like I am. Awesome. Yeah, I have not gotten a chance to watch it yet. I I do want to watch it. It's on my list. It's not on Shutter yet, which surprises me, but 
But Shudder, you know, I want to say I, I, I rate, I used to rave about Shudder a lot more than I do recently. It's not because I don't like them anymore. It's just because, you know, but Shudder usually, it, with the exception of that Children of the Corn movie, produces great, wonderful horror content. And what I always have appreciated about Shudder is Shudder has a wide variety and they have a lot more diversity in their horror than other platforms do. I do think Screenbox is becoming a really good one too. But so, yeah, so shout out again for Shudder and I'm sure they'll have it on there soon. My guess is they probably wanted to have it have a chance make to make money. So, yes, I definitely that definitely is on my list. And when you first started and you were talking about the documentary about American Gladiators, I was like, oh, I'm wrong. Because I was like, I know what Carla's going to talk about. <laughs> I was predicting. And then when you mentioned I'm like, oh, yeah, she did mention that a couple of weeks ago. I have heard about that. Not on the podcast, of course, offline. But yeah, or off the podcast. It was online. But there was know. a plot twist. <laughs> anyway, awesome. Well, Chrissy. Long time, no podcast, knowing what you're into. No podcast, <laughs> that makes no sense. But so what are you into right now? Um, let's see. So um, the biggest thing I'm into right now is RuPaul's Drag Race, to be honest. So I'm actually going back to like, I, drag is like such a big topic right now and stuff. And I love RuPaul, just I just do. So I actually started watching all the seasons from the beginning again. And it's just... It makes me sad what everything that the drag community is going through and I watch how hard they work and how much that, you know, they mean to people who are in this that don't get to be on TV, that don't get to have these big events and things. And so I, I just, I, I really love RuPaul, I do. But yeah, so I'm watching all the seasons from the beginning. Um, the only ones I haven't seen yet is 15. So, and I know they're already started filming for 16. So I have like huge, like um, Trixie and Katya. <laughs> and like, I love all of them. I follow all of them. My sister's a huge drag supporter too. So she actually does a lot of like the makeup tutorials and that kind of thing. So that's probably the biggest thing that I'm into right now. And I'm just glad that I can support the community the way that it should be. And especially coming out of Pride Month right now. And we had at for our work did a wedding ceremony for uh, Adams County Pride. And we had two drag queens officiate that. So <laughs> drag is just a big part of my life right now, I feel like. So that's probably the biggest thing that I'm into at the moment. And I, I know that's weird because I usually say something horror. So <laughs> I went outside of the box. <laughs> outside of my box. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's important because I recently went to drag queen bingo. I go there every once in a while here in Colorado and Denver at, at um, Hamburger Mary's. I don't know if you've ever been there, Chrissy. I, yeah, I have not actually, which I need to do. You've that. never I, been I, there? I've never, I've never been to drag bingo. I've been to tons of drag shows, but I've never done drag bingo either. So I'm like, I need to do that. Okay, we're going. <laughs> Aaron's <laughs> made. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, I want to go. <laughs> yes, we're going. I love going to drag queen bingo. And I still, my favorite time was going for my birthday a couple of years ago. And, you know, they do their big prize is a cake, a penis cake. 
And I said to my sister, I'm like, I'm going to win that cake. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way I'm winning that cake. And I won the cake. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. So you definitely have to go. I cannot believe you haven't been to Hamburger Mary's. So you're going to have to go. <laughs> yes, I want to go. <laughs> and then someday in the future, Carla and Jen will come out and we'll go to Hamburger Mary's together. Yes. That right? sounds so great. <laughs> I love it. count me in (laughs) so jen what are you into right now um well first i just want to mention about the muscle and mayhem documentary it's so funny that carla brings this up because i was we were just on vacation with my family uh up along the mississippi river and i had a cousin kind of randomly bring it up so i was like oh he must have like just finished it and really had to talk about it so we started watching it we're only like an episode or two in it's super great and yeah it's um yeah american gladiators so it's like seeing all the gladiators i was like oh my god i remember i remember <laughs> so i haven't gotten to the super upsetting parts yet but <laughs> but yeah it seems really interesting uh but the thing that i'm super into right now i had to narrow it down and i'm going with the bear on hulu and i think i've talked about this before but we're making our way through season two and I just, I love this show so much. It's, it, it's funny, but it's also like really stressful at times for like a, a non-sci-fi fantasy horror show. There's times where I'm just like, I'm really tense. And it's just because of like the dialogue and the way these characters interact. There's a lot of loud talking over each other. There's just a lot of like chaos. There's been some amazing cameos this season. And I'm like, here for it. I love the cinematography visually. It's like a love letter to Chicago and it makes the city look so beautiful and not at all stressful or panic inducing <laughs> like it kind of actually is. It's like it makes me want to move there. I'm not going to and I don't want to, but it almost makes me want to because I'm just like these are gorgeous aerial shots. Uh, There was an episode that was in, like, I think Copenhagen. They must have actually flown there because they had a lot of uh, scenic shots of the area. And it's just it's just so beautiful to to see and entertaining to watch. And I'm digging all these characters Uh, when the season when the series first started, there were a few characters where I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. But everyone is kind of like growing a little bit and kind of embracing what's going on in their lives. And I, you, you love to see it. I love to see it. So there's been some truly like really kind of sweet, awesome moments where you're just really happy for the character. And so you're smiling and you're like, yay, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Even though you literally did nothing. I'm just like, well, you guys are growing. I'm so proud. Yeah, I love it. I think everyone should be watching it. it. I think maybe a lot of people are. It seems to be very popular, doing really well. Um, but if you haven't gotten to it yet, definitely, definitely queue it up. Most of the episodes are only like a half an hour long, I think, with a few exceptions here and there. But it's you're going to have a good time. I promise you, you're going to have a good time. <laughs> Yeah, that's on my long list. I everyone that I know that watches it raves about it, loves it. It's gotten lots of awards, recon- recognition, and it's funny because I hear from a lot of people because it's always nominated as a comedy. But I hear from a lot of people this is not a comedy, and the fact that it keeps getting nominated as a comedy is kind of weird. 
Uh, yeah, and I know my favorite Scream Queen um, is on the second season, Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't, I like I said, I haven't watched any of them, but it's definitely on my on my long list. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say, you know, since it was mentioned, the American Gladiators documentary, I want to just say if anybody ever watched Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, also the amazing show on Netflix that still upset we didn't get that last season. Uh, there's a great documentary, and now I, w- I can't remember the name of it, but it's about the about the women in that that participated in Glow, and it sounds like it might have the same kind of thing of like them being exploited and the way their bodies were traumatized, and yeah, so yeah, I just just recommending that one too. Okay, well, what I'm into is well. A lot of people don't like this movie, but I saw the final Insidious movie. I don't know if it'll end up being the final one, but Insidious the Red Door, which is basically, because if you don't know, the the third and the, this is the fifth Insidious movie, but the third and the fourth one do not follow the Lambert family. They're more like prequels, but this one is basically like picking up about a decade later from Insidious Chapter 2 and Josh Lambert, played by Patrick Wilson, who's the father, and Dalton Lambert, um, played by Ty Simpkins in this, who is so damn incredible, plays, you know, the grown-up version of Dalton because Dalton was just a kid in uh, the younger one. So he's now like 19 or something like that. So it's picking up. They basically have forgotten about the further, which was the area that they went to with all the horrible uh, dead people that wanted to get into the living bodies and the demon and all of that. And so they've forgotten about it. But because of this, due to that, Josh, the father, he like has lots of memory issues. And Dalton is very much estranged from his father. And, um, you know, both Josh and Renee, played by Rose Byrne, have they've split up. That's in the very beginning. So it's not a spoiler. And so you see this estranged relationship and Dalton's going off to college. And it's really an examination, I think, a lot of secrets and hiding secrets and how even the tough things in your life and the pain in your life that you may want to forget that sometimes it's better not to forget them because it could actually lead to trouble, which is what ends up happening, of course, because this is a horror movie. But I just, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I thought uh, it is a little spooky. It definitely wasn't one. I saw it with my sister. It wasn't one where she went, I'm never seeing a movie with you again. It wasn't like that at all for my sister. (laughs) Although she did afterwards. She's like, have I even seen the other ones? Because I didn't remember any of this stuff. And the performances are so good, especially by Ty Simpkins and also by Sinclair Daniel, who plays Chris Winslow, and she's fantastic as well. And I don't know, it was, to me, it was like they really, really fleshed out these characters and where they were and what trauma can do to people and especially trauma that you don't even realize you experienced because Dalton experienced extreme trauma at a very young age, including spoilers for the second one, including having his father being possessed by a spirit and trying to kill him with a hammer. I mean, that is trauma that, you know, like he is painting, he's an artist and he paints like this picture of his father and there's like a hammer in his hand. So it's stuff that he's 
slowly starting to remember. And then he goes into the further again. And of course, so it's creepy. I think it's really well acted. So, and I thought, and I also, you know, this one's directed by Patrick Wilson, who of course has been, this is the third one he's been in. And Patrick Wilson, number one, is very underrated as an actor, I think. I don't think people realize how great of an actor he is. He also sings a cover of a, a song with, with the band Ghost. And um, so he's a really good singer. And he's really adept at directing. He really, I thought, did a really good job. He is not, he knows, he trusts his actors, you can tell. And that's probably because he is an actor. And I just think he did a really good job at that, too. And I also just want to say, this is one of the only movies I have seen where a dorm room actually looks like it's a dorm room and not like it's like, oh my gosh, they're in a really fancy, nice apartment. That was pretty incredible and pretty darn rare. So I liked it. I understand a lot of people didn't. Funny thing when it ended, because I will only go see movies at Alamo now, by the way, but when it ended, (laughs) this one guy, (laughs) a couple rows up started clapping very sarcastically and even stood up and started clapping. And it was hilarious, even though I liked the movie. It was pretty hilarious. Yes. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Well, now let's move on to one thing in pop culture or fandom that you are excited about, upset about, mixed about, Carla. I am very fascinated by this whole thread thing this whole threads the the new twitter it's twitter but with but with a um maga light flavor as opposed to maga strong flavor uh, because it is by mark zuckerberg who is like he is such a you know fascist little awful supportive man and just like you know, hella capitalist and none of that's a compliment, by the way. If I'm like, oh, you're a capitalist. Don't take it as a compliment because it's not. It is absolutely not. And I'm just fascinated by the, I, I don't know if he had this in the works for a bit or if when Elon Musk's mom shut down the cage match to preserve her precious little boy from getting a beat down from like the nerdiest nerd to ever nerd. And Mark Zuckerberg was like, if I can't beat you in person, then I am just going to take down your entire platform. So he like brings out this thing that had 70 million subscribers in the the first, like I think two or three days, which it sounds like, like what do these numbers mean? To put it into perspective, I think Twitter got to a hundred million subscribers, subscribers, in like five years i think it was and facebook in four and a half years so it takes a long time to get that many people on a platform and meta did this with thread in well under a week now i am watching from the sidelines fascinated why because i will not will not give meta my information okay two words cambridge analytica go look it up Meta is not to be trusted. Mark Zuckerberg is not to be trusted. Giving 
these people more access to your information is not good for you. It's not good for anybody. And for anybody who is like, oh, but you know, this will be great because Twitter was allowing so much misinformation and allowing all of these Nazis back on the platform. Okay, listen, Facebook was doing the same thing on a much larger scale with much larger impact are in the time of the 2016 and uh, 2020 elections. So don't be fooled into thinking that you are sticking it to Elon Musk by doing this. It is all part of the same agenda. It's just a something measuring contest. And it's not, you know, server farm, if you catch my drift. So you are not being subversive by jumping on, on the thread band, bandwagon. I will say, that it's probably a good idea to just sign up to claim your name so that nobody else claims it and tries to use it as you so like for that reason only like maybe go claim your name and then delete the app you can also what is it called the not demagnetize deactivate thank you yes i knew there was a d something deactivate <laughs> go 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 get that d Go get that vitamin D <laughs> activate of your account name once you've claimed it. But like I said, threads, it's not there to be your new progressive buddy. That is absolutely not what it's there for. It's there. These two men are cut from the same cloth. Neither one of them are, are doing the world a favor. They only want to do themselves a favor. I would say the same thing about Blue Sky Social, which is made by Jack Dorsey, who is the person who actually created Twitter in the first place. All of these people, not good people. So maybe consider not giving them more of information than they already have. But yeah, just watching this, it, it's just fascinating to me. And I have a, a friend who is a lovely, wonderful person. And she, um, she started using threads uh, the first day she was, you know, glowing about it. She's like, oh my gosh, it's like being back on old Twitter where you have your friends and everything's great and, you know, whatever. By day three, she's like, oh, here we go with the, with the N-word and the misinformation and I've had to block, to block so many people. There are so many trolls already on this. This, again, Meta, um, Meta and Facebook have not been known for the control of misinformation or for the control of horrendous things being posted that this is why a lot of people dumped facebook a couple of years ago and jumped on the twitter bandwagon if you remember so going back to them on a new platform i think is a huge mistake and this little tiff between elon musk and mark zuckerberg it's just a, a clash of bigoted titans nobody nobody but them wins here I will say we're on we're on threads. <laughs> it's a fan <laughs> thing's on threads. Um, <laughs> whatever. I know this is gonna suck and it's gonna be stupid, like they all are. They all suck pretty much. <laughs> but we are on there. I didn't go under there under my um private account because it's a private account and I just don't want to do it on my personal account. But we are on threads. <laughs> <laughs> I have barely I, gone. I've barely gone on there. I've just like gone. But I'm just talking about like personal stuff. Like, don't create like a personal 
account there and expect it to be anything good for you. Like, I, I think it's one thing to create an account for like a social media for your whatever, as long as you're not expecting a progressive, you know, better place than, than Twitter or Facebook for that matter. No, I'm not. I was just saying, I just think it's funny because I was just like, <laughs> I'm just saying by the way, not- we're also on threads. <laughs> We are. I did do one post for our Friday episode, and I've gone on there maybe like two or three times just to see the people that have followed us. And when you join it, I didn't do this, and I recommend people don't do this, but I know people had already done this. When you join, you can basically be like every, it lists every single person you follow on Instagram. It lists them. I don't know if it lists people that are private, but it lists them. So you can automatically follow all of those people. I would highly suggest not doing that because I think a lot of what that does then is it prompts the person that you followed to join threads. And so just letting you know that. So, and, and I have heard, I don't know if this is true. This is after we joined. I have heard though, that if you delete your threads account, it deletes your Instagram account. Now, I'm not positive if that's accurate or not, but that's what I've heard. So a warning on that, too. I've so, heard that, too. That's yeah. what I've heard. Actually, well. it's evil, but it's clever. It is pretty clever. <laughs> <laughs> evil people do clever things all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought that was, I just thought it was funny. So like, <laughs> speaking of threads, you can now follow up on threads. That, <laughs> it's a fandom thing. Um <laughs> Uh, and you'll notice if you're on Instagram, you go on threads, you go to your Instagram profile and under there are these numbers and this at and it's the threads thing. But yeah. And frankly, going on there that few seconds that I did, I didn't really interact with anything. And it was just kind of looked like a f- like similar to a Facebook feed or other feeds. So, yeah. But but good Good advice. They're they're all scumbags. So (laughs) they really are all scumbags. I don't know if one that's actually, I think Discord's okay, but Discord still confuses the crap out of me. And I don't know. I don't know. Um, Discord to me reminds me in a way of AOL. (laughs) I do not know with minus the lots of porn. That's what Discord reminds me of. But anyway. I think that's just because you haven't been looking hard enough, Erin. I'm, I'm sure if you try harder, you will find the porn. Oh, I'm sure. It's got to be a, a, a thing of lack of effort. <laughs> I'll, I'll just have to try harder. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, so, Chrissy, what are you into or upset about? Are you on threads? No. <laughs> I'm not. You guys already know. I'm the boring one. All I have is Facebook and like Snapchat. So I'm the boring one. Um, <laughs> so what I'm excited about, and it kind of goes along with like what I'm into right now, is I'm going to work the world on Wednesday with Erin um, Amos. She's going with me. And it is kind of for my birthday because my birthday's in a few days. So I'm super excited. I love RuPaul. I love anything to do with drag. So this is like I I want if I could like jump around right now I would because that's how excited I am. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. So 
Yeah, but we got our tickets months ago too. So I'm just, it's been a long time coming. And like I said, it's kind of around my birthday. So that just, it just kind of goes like into this whole two weeks of funness. So <laughs> I'm excited. Awesome. Well, happy early birthday. Hey. <laughs> I'm getting it old now. So. <laughs> I feel old, okay? (laughs) I understand. I remember I was saying this not too long ago, I think on the podcast, that I remember the first birthday I got that feeling with and depressed about. Now I look back and just roll my eye and laugh about it. When I turned 25, I got depressed. Did you too, Carl? Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. And I was so dramatic about it. Erin, I was so dramatic about it, okay? In my office, this is back, you know, when we still had birthday cakes for each individual person instead of ones per month which is the most ridiculous thing it's like i don't want to share my birthday cake with other people in the office like what they have they done to deserve sharing it with me that's neither here nor there but i actually told the person who organized them i was like don't buy me a cake i don't want to celebrate and she's like what and i was like i don't want to celebrate my 25th birthday i am so sad and i hate everything about this and she's like it's just cake (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, but I don't. And she's like, okay. Everybody else wants cake, though. <laughs> she's like, you don't seem to understand. And said so there are no birthdays from here until November. <laughs> and I was like, fine. <laughs> so yeah, I was so dramatic about it. Oh my god. This is like yeah, the first. You know, I, I've heard from. Sorry, Aaron. This no, is like the ahead. first birthday that I felt old. I'm going to be 34, and I think it's just because my doctor keeps using the word geriatric with me. Like, if you want to yeah. have a child, now you're going to be geriatric. Oh, that's like, light. Well, I didn't feel old until now. Yeah. That. yeah. So, yeah, it just makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, but I've taught, I've heard from several people, and I know when I turned 25, I heard that from people, too, that there was something about that 25th birthday where it was like you you've lived half a you've lived a quarter of a century so it's like some kind, I don't know why but now I look back on it and I'm like you were st- seriously 25 <laughs> it's like, because okay, you can rent whatever. a car on your own now like is that what, what makes oh, you yeah, feel so true. old <laughs> I didn't even think about that part but there's like yeah. nothing else uh, happening at 25 and like and then that's it <laughs> like that's it car rental like that's the last like adult milestone until menopause or art <laughs> or art <laughs> yeah. yes um, so so Jen what are you about what are you about what, are what you am about? i about well i'm about to get real loud about some shit so i Uh-oh. apologize in advance oh originally i was just gonna be like oh I, these are some of the shows i'm looking forward to watching witcher season three yada yada and then i was like you know what no show cancellations so here's what i have i had to word vomit it all down so i apologize i'm just gonna kind of read what i wrote because <laughs> it's the only way i can like kind of stay organized in my head so While I have no skin in the Rise of the Pink Ladies game, I think it speaks to the larger issue that is the canceling of shows after a season. 
it's like we live in the we live in the age of streamers where they're putting out original content and so there's no fucking reason to cancel a show or to not give a show a proper fucking send-off it is such a slap in the face to the fans the actors the writers the producers everyone maybe not the producers but everyone else involved in making a season it's like it's like fuck the fans fuck these employees it didn't make enough money therefore it's gotta go uh someone on twitter had pointed out that back in the day there were pilot episodes and so a show could kind of you know obviously know whether or not it's going to continue after the pilot episode so then that way not so many people are as involved or has gotten so uh you know kind of committed to this this show or whatever and now it's like they're doing pilot seasons and that's a bunch of bullshit because the fans that do love the show their opinions and their support of the show and the actors and the writers and everything apparently is not fucking enough to mean shit and so when you have these streamers putting out original series that they then just decide to cancel and not allow production to give them a final to just wrap up those storylines give them a proper send-off even if it's just all lip service and kind of quickly slapped together some sort of semi-satisfactory ending it's i it's unfucking real just the selfishness the greed and the overall just bullshittery of it all so i i'm i'm very upset about all of that because now what is it paramount plus will be pulling rise of the pink ladies the full season from the the streamer that put it out it's like people have pointed out that breaking bad may not have seen the success that it ended up seeing without netflix and without the streamers there to for people to get caught up that's how we got caught up with breaking bad um was able to burn through those first three seasons and it was great you're you're robbing people of this opportunity we can't all sit and watch everything that comes out all at once and you're not giving anyone the fucking chance to sit and enjoy what you are putting out and it's like i said it's just it's unfair and you're and it's like do they not give a shit like we've seen successes in movies that have flopped in theaters but they become cult classics and they are so beloved by those fans and each year and each generation more fans come out and they're just like yes this was amazing i can't believe this didn't do well what or whatever you get more of that support and they are robbing fans of that opportunity and it's just all bullshit oh sorry my if i had a fitbit my shit would be going off right now <laughs> so <laughs> and it's like and it's like in a in an age with social media where the fans can be out there and follow the show and the actors and voice their love and their support that that doesn't mean anything you can't continue to create for these people again at least give them a proper proper send-off and i don't think series should have to adapt to doing like a pilot season to get everyone involved and worked up in something that isn't going to last and going through that whole production of filming and everything and not know like, oh my God, are we going to get picked up? Like, I understand that that's already kind of out there, but it's it feels different and more, a lot more uncertainty around it than if they just did like pilot episodes. Because then 
pilot episodes don't even air sometimes, right? No one gets invested. <laughs> no one's like, oh. So I, because some shows have a story to tell. There's an overall theme and an arc, like Breaking Bad had its story to tell, told it in a perfect number of seasons for the story and ended nicely. Could you imagine if Breaking Bad had ended after season two or three? And I think season two or three was like a writer's strike season. So it was really kind of like, so I don't think that they're, they're just not allowing these people to tell the story that needs to be told, wants to be told, and the fans want to see and hear. I think that it's one thing to have a series that's a limited run, but even then they take those limited run series and they're just like, you know what? This was so great. Let's do another one, White Lotus. It's like season one was great. I loved season two as well, but it was only supposed to be the one fucking season. And it did so well that they're like, let's do it again. How long before that gets too formulaic, uh, predictable, and God forbid, a caricature of itself? Because that's when you start losing the fans. You know, it just let them tell the story that they need to tell. All right, I'm almost done. <laughs> so yes, it's like they don't have the confidence in their own fucking product to allow people to do the job that they've been hired to do for the fans to get invested and want to rewatch the series, talk about the series, buy the merch, all those things, because it's not making enough money. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so angry. <laughs> all right. I think I'm about done here. So the last thing I'll say is how many times has a series had a rough first season? And you're just kind of like, eh, I don't know. And then comes back for seasons two and beyond finds its footing. The, the characters are now flesh, a bit more fleshed out. You can maybe relate to this and that. They're not giving any of those people a chance to be like, let's kind of right our wrongs. Let's listen to the fans that are supporting us and try and work with that a little bit. They're just like, nope, you're done. And they're just going to cancel it. And what, that's supposed to be like the fucking lesson to be learned? Like, oh, well, you had an entire whole ass first season that failed, but we're not going to give you a chance to try and resurrected or anything like that or do right you're just fucking done so that's about that's about kind of where i'm at and then it's like oh yeah sorry one last thing what's the good of boycotting something if half the fandom isn't going to follow suit ezra miller wb the flash <laughs> it's like see the movie for your reasons whatever don't see the movie for your reasons whatever but we are the people we have a voice we have the fucking money and they're not going to listen to us because they're going to cater to that, you know, 49, 51%. That's like, you know what? That shit doesn't bother me. And I'm going to see it because this is my favorite character. I'm in it for the cameos or, or whatever. No, <laughs> don't do it because they're not going to learn their fucking lesson. <laughs> I love everything about this. Them. We need to spank them with our pocketbooks. <laughs> okay. I think I'm done now. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was, <laughs> I was very happy to be wrong about the flash didn't the flash actually failed. I know. I I was very happy that about that. Yes. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna actually talk about threads, was what I was gonna actually talk about. But because Carla did it so well, it's not because I couldn't have repeated it. I'm actually not going to. I'm just gonna very briefly is I'm just gonna very briefly say I'm really, really, really 
sick and tired of the snobbery in the film, Twitter, film, community, film, everywhere. Community sometimes that happens, especially with the fact that you've got the Barbie movie and Oppenheimer, which is the new Christopher Nolan movie. They're opening the same weekend and people are just like, you've got to choose one or the other, which why, number one, you can like a bunch of different things. And then saying that it says something about you if you choose Barbie, the Barbie movie over seeing Oppenheimer, which is supposed to be the more quote unquote intellectual and highbrow movie because let's see, because it's directed by Christopher Nolan and it's about a bunch of, I know there are women in it, but it's about a bunch of white men. And then you've got the Barbie movie directed by a woman centering a female character so you know it's not as it's not as deep supposedly where i don't know if anybody's really seen the barbie movie yet so i don't know how you can say that without seeing it but anyway so i'm just fed up with that i'm sick and tired of uh film snobs so go see both of them go see none of them go see whatever you want to see everybody has different taste a wide variety and it shouldn't stop you from wanting to see both of them. It doesn't, I mean, I, frankly, Christopher Nolan, I, I, I like some of his movies and then I despise some of his, like, I hate Inception. I think Inception is one of the worst movies ever made. I do. I cannot stand that movie. I hate it, hate it, hate it. But I know people love it. I, it's just not my cup of tea. And some Christopher Nolan movies are like that for me, where it's just tries way too hard to be so like, ooh, I'm being so weird. No, you're just, in my opinion, you're just trying too hard. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, go see either one. We're going to cover the Barbie movie for our Patreon subscribers. So, and I'm very excited about it, but I don't care if you're not excited about it or not. And you want to see Oppenheimer? That's your decision. Everybody has different tastes. So the end. Uh <laughs> I am loving the uh Barbie Heimer t-shirts that have been made and it's like the mesh of of the two movies there's I think there's a couple of different versions out but I like those those are fun there's like a video of Margot Robbie signing the Barbie half and she's like you're gonna have to get Killian to and then pronouncing Killian's Murphy name wrong to sign the other half so at least there's some some folks having fun with it Oh, yeah, there are. I've seen a lot of that. And I've seen, you know, they ask a lot of like, they ask Tom Cruise, which one are you more excited about? And he's like, I'm excited about both of them. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> They're asking everybody about that and talking to, you know, and 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 then Ryan Gosling, I saw a, a TikTok where he was being interviewed and he said, you know, I have a lot of men come up to me and they whisper, I'm so excited about the Barbie movie. And he's like, I don't know why they feel like they have to whisper that. You don't have to whisper that you're excited about the Barbie movie, but A. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, well, for our last thing, uh, so I was on TikTok, and this TikTok came across about there is this girl who um, she went and uh, she embarked, as she put it, she embarked on an adventure of basically stalking Pedro Pascal. And she like went across the country. There's all this stuff. Like she went across the country, went there. And, you know, she said never in a post about it. She said, yes, I went crazy and embarked on the adventure of meeting my idol. I never, ever expected to be so heartbroken by someone I believed to be so thankful, so warm and kind towards the fans. I guess it's true. Never meet your hero. I traveled across countries to try my luck. And when I saw him, I thought, no way. Soon I was treated with the opposite of what he had made me believe he was. No, there weren't 50 people that could suddenly chase him. There was two, two loving fans only trying to show him how much they care. So basically security went after her and she writes this whole thing, tags him, says, you know, to Pedro Pascal, I'm sorry if you had a rough day. I hope the beach was nice and I apologize for doing nothing but supporting you and being refused four seconds of your time which would have meant the fucking world to me when all I wanted to say was thank you for inspiring me. Thank you for bringing my confidence back. Thank you for making me want to sing again. And thank you for being an example of a human being. (laughs) I wonder. And then, and then they add this. I wonder what would have happened if I was Rihanna. (laughs) What? A person he actually knows. (laughs) <laughs> I, I do wonder what would happen then <laughs> not just a random so, stranger but somebody that he knows okay yeah I, I think things would have been a little different yeah and uh, this was under the yeah, missy underscore k don't know the real name nothing like that I'm only putting that out there because if people are you can find that information like in about five seconds I don't think this account exists anymore I don't know I looked tried to find um, but so Carla <laughs> Okay, let me go ahead and just jump in here and say, (laughs) excuse me, do you not own a journal? Do you not own a pen, piece of paper, (laughs) napkin, tissue, anything, a surface on which to write, you know, like a stone and another stone and carving into the one stone that's larger and just writing writing out your thoughts and maybe putting them in a bottle and hope that it eventually reaches Pedro. Because you know what? That is a lot more, um, just less, how do you say absolutely like what in the hell is wrong with you that you think that this is an okay thing to do you are so entitled like how how in the world do you think it is received when somebody shows up out of nowhere to see you you don't know who they are you don't know their intentions this is not a controlled um, environment for them so they're expected they're expected to feel safe because you're a fan and you have good intentions Okay, yeah, because that has absolutely, that is, you know, like, um, legendarily 
a very safe thing to do for famous people is to meet people who are very, very into them. Yes, there has there have not been movies and books dedicated to how this could possibly go wrong. <laughs> Never once ever has there been even a thought of like, oh, hey, maybe a fan might like, you know, take something as a souvenir, like my feet. I don't know. I don't know. There are things that could happen that could go very, very wrong for this person. If they're like, you know what? This person, this person is probably safe. You know, okay. Let the man breathe. First of all, people are like, oh, and by the way, I almost forgot to mention this because when I first heard about the story, I assumed that she was like, I don't know, maybe like a 17 year old who doesn't know any better. No, no. this is a grown woman who worked for an airline yeah. and she wasn't working for the airline when she did this, but she hopped through airline uh, whatever's to get to Pedro Pascal from Miami all the way out to Malta. And okay, listen, Florida has enough problems. We don't need this on our plate too. Okay. Like, <laughs> leave this for somebody from another state jesus christ we have enough going on we have enough going on like we, now we have malaria in florida okay like we don't need also miami malta hopping to stake out your your space daddy okay like if you have space daddy issues therapy and again maybe a journal but to go back to the original point which is ma'am ma'am please have a seat step away from the runway and maybe rethink your entitlement to somebody's time. He does not owe you a damn thing. Even if you were Rihanna and he was having a bad day, all of which, by the way, you're speculating about his state of mind, how he would have reacted to seeing somebody, which again, somebody he is aware of. Um, if he were having a bad day and that were Rihanna and he was not in the you know, mental health space to receive her with open arms as anybody else on the planet might. That's his business. That's his business. You have no business intruding on this. And this is why, like, the only time that you should approach a famous person that you like because they're famous and this is the only thing that you know about them is in a controlled environment, like at a con or if they happen to be walking by you on the street by complete happenstance and not something that you're or orchestrated. Oh. Then, oh, hi, Pedro. Hi, bye. Okay, you're in a rush. Okay, I will respect your space. How hard is that? Okay, nobody, 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 famous or not, owes you their time, owes you their energy. If you think that you going to extraordinary lengths to find this person is flattering, it is not. It is scary as hell. This is somebody who does not know you, did not invite you into their space. And you decided to swim out in the middle of whatever body of water this man was hanging out in. And just because you didn't have another hundred rabid fans behind you, do you think that this is an okay thing to do? H again, how does, how does he or his security team know your intentions? And even beyond that, just never do that. I, I can't say enough how absolutely embarrassing as a species we can sometimes be that we put ourselves so far above everybody else surrounding us. You know, if it's even if it's like your spouse, your best friend, and they don't feel like seeing you at a particular moment, um, maybe they just don't want to and you got to be okay with that.
if it's a famous person that you've never met and they haven't invited you to Malta to hang out on a rock with a co-star, especially don't. Don't put them in that position either. And don't sit there and cry about it and make yourself out to be, to be the victim. You are not the victim here. Nobody did anything to you. You did this to yourself by showing up where you were not invited. Rest in peace in hell. <laughs> uh -huh. She also decorated her nails in his favorite colors. So again, it's so creepy that you even did that. <laughs> this is not a good thing. Go home. Get some esmalte. Like, quítatelo. Siéntate con un lechón asado y unos platanitos y piénsalo con tu terapeuta y tus pastillas y ponte Vicks o algo para que se te quite la... I love it. So Chrissy. Um, I just, it's, it's hard because I think people forget that they're human beings. Like, I had, I lived in Vegas for a long time and they're, there's just famous people everywhere and it just is what it is but they're they're human beings and i think people forget that and just like i i mean even you see right i went to um bb rexa for pride this year and a few weeks later is when like the phone incident happened or somebody throwing the phone at her face when she's on stage like I just, this is not, and then they kept saying her fan, her fan, like that's not a fan. I just, and these, these fans who even put their hand down to touch people and they pull them into the crowd or they rip their clothes or like, that's, they're, they're human beings. Like, I don't understand the whole, like, I, I just don't get it. And I'm slightly stalkerish with LeBron James and I would never go that far. <laughs> If you guys only seen my license plate, okay? No, we're stalker light, not stalkerish. Stalker light. You know stuff about him, but you don't like you know sit right? behind a rock somewhere being like, "Oh, he's here." Right? Like if I seen him, I would I would probably pass out or cry or something stupid. Like I'm 15 with Justin Bieber. I don't know, but like, I just, like I don't understand. It's just. It's sad because they're humans. Like, I don't understand that. It just don't. It makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like everyone else, it's something that I just, it I, it does not compute. I, I do not understand that thought process, that level of delusion and not understanding that, you know, yes, human beings, boundaries, just general respect. It's very scary to think that people don't have those lines and they think that they are owed something, which, like Carla said, they aren't. No one owes anybody shit ever. Well, except for maybe like studios owing us a final season. Um, <laughs> I'm owed that, goddammit. <laughs> but I... I just, I, it's, it's, it's terrifying that these people have that they're that delusional and it just, it makes me kind of really worry for them as well. Like what, what happened to you that broke kind of your reality? What, what happened to you that made you think that any of this is okay? It's great to be a fan. It's, you know, like Carla said, you see him in the streets just by happen chance, you know, still kind of like read the room. 
Is it a situation where maybe they're with their kids or family? And you know what? That's kids and family time. They are human beings. Like Chrissy said, they've got errands to do. They've got family fun days to do. Leave them the fuck alone. See them at the cons, whatever. But it's, it's psychotic and it's terrifying. And I, I really hope that these people, yeah, get a journal or some sort of help because they need to kind of rebuild that wall and be like, I, this is, this is not okay to do some, I don't know. Their friends need to shake them or slap them or some shit. It cannot be supported. And it cannot continue. Oh, I'm so tired of yelling now. <laughs> I guess I wasn't really yelling, but <laughs> it's getting worked up. <laughs> what happened to scrapbooks and mood boards? <laughs> Exactly. Get yourself an adult coloring book. I don't know. Touch the grass, <laughs> whatever the fuck you need to do. Just leave these other human beings alone. The end. Yeah. And I'll just I'll just briefly add, um, I'll just say that I think, you know, going back to a little bit what, what Chrissy was saying is people do not see celebrities as human beings and what they see them as some fans see them as as like that they own them and they um get to manipulate them and do whatever they want it's like their own little plaything in a lot of which is really creepy and weird and that's why honestly if if, a, if you're walking down the street and you see somebody who's famous and you go up to them and you want a picture and you want an autograph and they say no that does not mean they're a jerk automatically. It just means they are having their own time. If they are at a place where that is expected and you like have bought a ticket and they say, no, I will not sign an autograph, even though you bought this ticket, I will not sign. I'm, I'm not talking about what they're signing. I'm just saying they won't. Then, yeah, then they're a jerk and they're also like reneging on what they said they were going to do. But that's a totally different thing. That's not like you know, like someone being walking down the street, trying to live their life, eating dinner at their table, eating lunch, going to the bathroom. It's people are living their own life and you don't own them. And by the way, you do not know them. You do not know these celebrities at all. It doesn't matter if you have followed their career since the beginning of time. It doesn't matter if you've interacted with them on social media. You do not know them. And so you're not their friend. And so you do, they do not owe you their time. They just don't, unless you're paying for their time with those cameo things and conventions. That's the only time that they quote unquote owe you because it's a different kind of thing. It's more of a business transaction than it is like an actual meeting. So, yeah. So, yeah. When I saw that, I just was like, uh, and uh, <laughs> like basically shaming him because he won't. And be like, oh, thank you for painting your nails, my favorite colors. I'd be like, that's a little weird that you think that's great that a fan did that. But anyway, I gotta tell you, anyway. not the first thing he's gonna notice. <laughs> <laughs> no, and he, he was he was probably terrified to be. Like, Come on, people. You know, we we did a whole episode last year about when friends when friends become dangerous. <laughs> When Chandler and Joey become dangerous. <laughs> when fans become dangerous. <laughs> we should do an episode when friends become dangerous. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, but we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. And thank you to my panel. So we're going to go around and have everybody say where they can be found on their podcast. Podcasts. So Carla, <laughs> where can you be found? And where can Bedwetter Behead be found? You can find Bedwater Behead wherever you get your fine podcasts and even the trashy ones because we're everywhere. You can look for our social media on Twitter. We are at BedwetBeheadPod. On Instagram, we are at bed.wet.behead.pod. We will probably have a Threads account, which I will promptly abandon, um, much like I do any social media for which to sign up Bedwater Behead, except for, like I said, Twitter, where I retweet sometimes. And Instagram, where sometimes I remember that it exists. And oh, also my f personal favorite, TikTok, where we have still five <laughs> TikTok videos up. Um, will there be a sixth one? Only one way to find out, babe. You can look for me and my art and my musings at Carla Temis on Instagram. Or you can also find me and the one TikTok I have posted on TikTok at Carla Temis. Or my website, carlatemis.com. That's C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S dot com. It's the first I used my toes <laughs> for your website. <laughs> Whoa, now we're getting frisky. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Bedwater We Had has done a Pedro Pascal episode. So. <laughs> we did. We did a that episode, but we were so classy about it because we stayed in our prospective homes and did not once try to find this man. <laughs> yes so go respectfully listen to that that's how you can respectfully not stalk pedro pascal yes thirst respectfully with bedwood or behead the classiest of podcasts there you go so chrissy you only have one place people can find you right that's it if you want them to find you maybe well i don't i don't i don't think i don't think LeBron listens to this, but <laughs> just in case, just in case, there's always a chance. There's always a chance that LeBron James listens oh to this. So, <laughs> uh, the only social media I have is Facebook, and it would be Chrissy Jackson. Is how you can find me. Okay. You, you, did you hear that, LeBron? <laughs> Great. Listen closely, sir. <laughs> We're not encouraging a reversal of every stock here. We were just oh, saying. Yeah, we are, we are. We're just saying that, you know. Very consensual. Um, so, so, Jen, where can everybody find you and my streaming bubble? Well, I'm still over there on the Twitter at Streaming Bubble, and I'm still on Facebook and Instagram as my Streaming Bubble, but not Threads. Because I'm like, I am not panic joining another social, me social media. Because as fun as that was <laughs> at first, I was like, hmm, I may have overreacted. So, <laughs> and then you can, if you have like show suggestions or anything like that, you can send them to mystreamingbubble at gmail.com. And then you can listen to the podcast on a podcast player near you, as long as it's not Pandora. Because I still we hate me. <laughs> We love Pandora. That is our second most listened to one. <laughs> we know Pandora. It's an ongoing thing between Jen and I. It's going to bode well for our, for our next I'm podcast. I'm wondering what will happen with our new podcast. We shall see. Uh, <laughs> if It'll be fun when me. that gets on Pandora. You have to curb it, Jen. <laughs> 
Um, but this is Aaron. You don't want to follow me. You want to follow Fergie on TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. It's long, but it's worth it. Just posted a, a pretty popular TikTok just showing Fergie watching. We were rewatching the first two Insidious movies in preparation. And she is so into it. Like I said, she loves horror movies. She is watching so intently that it's kind of scary. <laughs> I don't know why she's so into it. She, she, I was like talking to her while I was video and she wouldn't even look at me. So <laughs> no, she loves the horror, but go and follow her there and be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at Fandom Thing Pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. And then you can click the thread thingy. We are on threads. <laughs> I'm not endorsing it, but we are on threads. <laughs> Just like I'm not endorsing Facebook. But <laughs> um, or Twitter. Or <laughs> or any of them really. But anyway. <laughs> you can also follow us on TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. Um, if you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, we respect our interview guests. No stalking, no nothing like that. No, I don't ask any personal questions because unless it's an interview about personal stuff, I don't know, because I don't care and it's not my business. So, <laughs> so go to our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. Click the contact us button there and that'll shoot me an email and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I, and speaking of that, um, so I do have some space open for interviews. I have a couple that I'm working on scheduling and another one that I am recording soon. So if you want to be on, August is kind of a good month for me to try to record a bunch of interviews. So please reach out. We have a little bit of space. So please reach out to us. And on our next episode, my panelists are going to be back, Carla, Chrissy, and Jen, to talk about yellow jackets. So this is, again, a warning. You have two days to get caught. <laughs> so, so until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.